On the phone with me this morning, it's Bend Mayor Melanie Keebler. Melanie, good morning. Good morning, friend. Thank you so much for being here today. Appreciate that. Uh, last night's meeting seemed to be uh, uh, have several different topics. I want to start with uh, one of the items in the work session, addressing hate speech and discrimination. Tell me about how that went down. Yes. So this is a really important topic um, that we have been working on through our Human Rights and Equity Commission and also through some requests from counselors to really dive into how do we, as a city and city leaders, stand up to hate and discrimination and really indicate that it is not welcome in our community. And we heard a lot last night um, about just the fact that acknowledging that these things happen here. I mean, it can be visitors, it can be residents, it's kids in schools who are experiencing um, people shouting names at them and other instances of discrimination that don't rise to the level of a crime, but are still rooted in bias and hate and are still very harmful to the community. So we heard from our new uh, director of equity and inclusion, Andres Portela, um, and our other um, equity um, staff, Cassandra, um, about the plan that they have to work together with other governments to perhaps create a regional resolution uh, to take a stand against hate, but also to create a system that the city can help facilitate for people who experience discrimination to be able to report that correctly and then also to um, find resources to help them through that process. So it was really great to hear all that moving forward. Those are two of the highlights of what we're going to be doing as we try to take more action in this area. Tell me what, kind of give me a job description. What's the city looking for out of an equity and inclusion director and an accessibility and equity manager? What does that mean? Yeah, those are part of the team in our equity division that's really working both internally with our own staff and our own divisions um, to make sure that we have proper training and policies in place and that we are an anti-racist organization and that we're promoting equity within our own organization, but also to work on those outward-facing um, problems and how we communicate with the community and how we lead on this issue and then how we provide those resources and concrete things for people to access um, when, they've, when they've experienced discrimination. We really want to build a community as a city government that um, has a resiliency and when things come up, or happened. There was a, a concert of white supremacist bands that was rumored to happen earlier this year, and the community was looking to le- our leadership in our city government. What are you going to do about it? So having processes and things in place like that is part of what our equity division does, and I'm really excited um, for Andres, who just started this year, to get going and to get moving on these initiatives. So right now, there's nothing in place, and that's what this whole purpose is, is to put some procedures and policies in place, right? Right. There's some new initiatives. We've been doing this equity work for a couple of years now, um, and this is just the next step in the plan to really step up our game. And uh, the options, uh, according to the uh, the notes I've got, two options are going to be promoted. One is creating right. a plan, right? Right. There can there will be um, the idea is to have resources on our site. The city doesn't provide direct social services, but we can connect people with those. And we can help people determine, is this something you need to report to police? Is it something that doesn't rise to a level of crime? Then what are the community resources for you? And how do you access those? Um, so there's sort of two different routes that way. Um, and then also thinking about the events that we sponsor, making sure that there are safety plans in place for those events in case something happens. How do we anticipate and then be ready to respond to that in that uh, instance? Do any of the other cities in Central Oregon already have things in place? 
Uh, we, I'm not aware of um, anyone else in Central Oregon doing this specific type of work. And what I am excited about that was on the, the slides last night was the idea of creating more of a regional partnership. And I would love to talk with our other Central Oregon cities about a joint resolution to, to say that we stand up to hate and that we all are going to take steps within our power to, to do this um, type of work. I think that's an opportunity that we have here. All right. So we're looking for that's a work in progress and we're looking for more information mm -hmm. on that uh, to come up. Something else that was uh, covered last night, system development charges. That's always a hot button. Yeah, that uh, system development charges are the way that we um, have development pay for growth. And those are charges that get paid when someone is building homes or building construction in Bend. And we have not updated our methodology for charging those in some cases. Um, for a couple of decades. So it is time to update um, the way that we charge for those. And in doing so, we are looking at ways to incentivize um, getting more housing built in Bend, especially smaller homes that can be built on, you know, a lot where there might be a single family home can be converted into something like a duplex or triplex or cottages and try to just get more homes built in Bend, especially that kind of middle housing. So it was a really interesting look at a, what is a very technical process last night and we'll continue to get updates. Um, there's been a stakeholder group of community members that's been meeting all through this year that got us to this point, and we're hoping to finish that process early next year. What kind of groups are involved? What representation of the community is involved in trying to make these recommendations? A lot of people that work in, in development and, and are working on building, um, especially homes, um, and folks that are familiar with how our, our current system development process works in ways that it could be improved. Um, so I've been really grateful for all the people volunteering their time on that stakeholder group. Rather than build a triplex on a single-family lot, has there been discussion on uh, urban growth boundary? And can we, have we infilled enough yet to satisfy the state to try to expand out? Well, what, uh, what any urban growth boundary process involves is looking at your actual need for housing and then matching that up to how much land you need and seeing if you need to do an expansion. And we just had an update in July from our team giving some preliminary estimates that look like we may need a, a very modest um, expansion. It just sort of depends on how the state is going to give us our housing numbers and what that's going to look like. One thing we did cover last night um, on the agenda was our Stevens Road tract, which keeps moving forward, which is an actual expansion to our city boundaries that we worked through a bill in the state legislature in 2021. And so we are going to see some new land coming in there for um, an additional kind of complete community with great amenities built into it, connection to transit and trails and different types of housing. So we've got that happening, and then we will be moving through a process in the next couple of years to look at whether we need more expansion. You being a native here and me being around here for such so long, it just seems very unusual to know that there are three sky cranes operating in Bend now. Yes, yes. Now you say that like it's I, a good thing, Melanie. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. We have some really cool new types of development that are happening in Bend that are part of are what I would call growing up as a city, you know, sort of philosophically and literally. And I'm excited, for instance, the Jackstraw um, development that's going in in the Core Pine area near Market of Choice. Those are going to start to be really cool, walkable neighborhoods and also places where a lot of people are able to live. So I'm excited to see those, those cranes, um, and I am hoping that we can see those homes get online as soon as possible. Okay, as we move along in uh, this, let me ask you about a couple of, of money things that were discussed last night. You authorized the expenditure of an additional $237,000 in change uh, for a citywide parking management system. What is this company going to be doing regarding citywide parking management? 
Yeah, that's um, just part of our overall parking program to make sure that we are administering all of our areas where there are paid parking. And a lot of the, um, the, the nice thing about paid parking, the program is it's intended to pay for itself. So the revenue that comes in from people paying for parking is paying for contracts like this and our staff that run the parking program. So that's just as we continue to expand the areas where we're putting in parking districts or charging for parking, um, we are um, contracting with folks to help us manage that parking. A couple of things coming up. First of all, tomorrow's State of the City event at Alpenglow Park. Tell me about what's going to be happening there. Really excited that we are throwing kind of a family-friendly outdoor party in the park this year for State of the City. Um, it's free for people to come down, and there will be fun things to do, fire trucks, you know, city booths, all of that. Um, it's from 4 to 7 at Alpenglow Park, and I will be speaking, um, giving a short speech around 530 but otherwise, it will be available for people to come, ask questions, interact with counselors and city staff, and just learn more about how the city works and where we're going. All right. And that comes up on tomorrow, Friday already. Yes. Alpenglow Park, 4 till 7. Okay. And then one more event on Sunday is uh, Welcoming Week kickoff. Yeah. We did our proclamation for Welcoming Week last night and had several um, community groups there to accept the proclamation, which was great. And this is Going along with what we talked about earlier in the show, you know, um, making sure that we are being really intentional about showing that we want to be a welcoming community. We want to be a place where you're born here, you move here later, you're an immigrant, you're a citizen. All people should feel welcome and included in Bend. So there's going to be a really cool event at the Commons downtown um, from starting at 11 on uh, Sunday, I believe. Sunday, right? Um, And that will kick off our whole welcoming week. And there's a whole slew of cool events for people to connect with your uh, fellow Bendites, to talk with people about um, what it means to be a welcoming city and to learn new things. There's um, a Latino film fest that's happening as part of it, too. There's all sorts of cool things that are happening. So I, I hope people can come down to the kickoff event and learn more. As always, a ton going on. Ben Mayor Melanie Keebler. Melanie, thank you so much for spending some time today. Yeah, thank you, Frank. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.